Uh, so Ron and I came up with our program to help people get visibility uh, with people around that they want to grow to, get more traffic and get more sales uh, through our framework that we, we call the OPP. So anybody that knows the 1991 uh, Naughty by Nature song, OPP, it's, it's uh, not that, but uh, offers, partners, and profit uh, go along with our Now My Dream 22 program. Today I get to speak with Corey Carter. He's helped many entrepreneurs launch their brand new podcasts. His core competencies include strategic sales and marketing, sales process development and implementation, performance management and development of overachieving teams and many more. And that's what enables him to create and launch amazing podcasts for entrepreneurs. I'm so excited to bring him on to this episode as he shares his journey. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Janae. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Corey, thanks for Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Absolutely, Janae. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, we've, we've had a couple conversations before, but... Uh, Nothing, nothing on your show yet, so this is great. Yeah, super, super excited. So uh, I got connected with Corey through a good friend, Jim Beard, and that that was just a crazy coincidence. He's the host for X's and O's game show, which Corey helps produce, and it was it was such a blast going on the show. I've I've yet to bring Jim Beard on to my show, uh, on on the podcast, and talk about how he even got started he's he's done what 18 shows so far uh, we had a blast on <laughs> this last one where we just made a grown man cry it's, it's, a, it's a story for a different day but Corey yes. thanks so much man it's been it's been awesome learning about you over the past few months and what you've been doing so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to these days yeah. Um, well, I run a, a podcast myself uh, with my co-host, Ron Cool, and a uh, podcast is called Hindsight Hacking. Nice. And uh, on the show, we talk to other entrepreneurs. We hack their hindsight to give our listeners clearer foresight. Uh, we run an agency of, of the same name, Hindsight Hacking, just with media, uh, building funnels, doing graphics, uh, video, podcast editing, and social Facebook ads. Like that's that's kind of what takes up most of my time is podcast editing and building funnels. Uh, and then uh, we are actually launching a new program called the Now My Dream 22 that uh, we'll happily get into the details of that uh, when you're ready, if you're ready. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, and the fun stuff we do is we we have a, a business called Anycast TV and, and that's part of the X's and O's piece. I mean, Jim, he runs that one himself. Yeah. Uh, and we came in afterwards and, uh, and, you know, we're, we're getting ready to launch for sure. One more show, um, with Angie Norris. Uh, we've got a show with Alan Dean coming up and, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun getting nice. uh, entrepreneur shows online, uh, however they want to have it, uh, listed or streamed, you know, Angie's show will be live in Facebook and then on Apple TV and, and, uh, uh, fire tv and, and all those things alan deans will be in his facebook group i mean so there's, there's a lot of a lot of big things going on nice 
Fantastic. So when we first, when I first showed up on the show, um, Jim was like, "Hey, we need to talk to you because you've got an awesome setup. We want to do a show for you." And I had some ideas, and I think we had that conversation a while back. But I've been so busy that we haven't been able to launch my live show or my, you know, game show because in every episode I ask about, "Hey, what's your favorite game?" or and we'll get to those questions when we get there. So. Before we get into your new project, then the What Now movement, not the What Now movement. Um, now My Dream 22. Now My Dream 22. Yeah. Before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your journey that no one's heard of before. Like, how did you end up being where you are today? Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to tell the story that a few people have heard over the last uh, little bit. But, you know, I, I spent majority of my life thinking the harder I work, the more time I put in the better everything will be. And that led me, I was, I was not doing entrepreneurial stuff. I was literally working for somebody, working two jobs, um, growing the corporate ladder. I ended up having a great job at one point, uh, but it took me away from the family. I was traveling all over the place uh, of the US and uh, you know, I was gone just every single week getting on a plane. Um, at one point, I was gone 30 of 31 days during the month of October. Wow. And, you know, we have, uh, I have two kids now, but at the time I just had one. And it, that just wasn't fair. Like that wasn't the father I wanted to be. That wasn't the husband I wanted to be. And so finally I, I came to a crossroads that I had to leave this very well-paying job. I had to leave this amazing boss, this incredible work I was doing. Everything about it was great, except for I was gone. So I took this leap, took a giant pay cut. A lot of fear, like how are we going to pay all the bills? Uh, and then, lo and behold, I, I left that job. I got another job, and that was local to in Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And my wife randomly ends up with a new job herself that paid that basically covered everything that I had lost. <laughs> and so all the fear of leaving, like it was perfect. It didn't, we, you know, I think we were short like one month from the pay that we were used to. So everybody should be able to figure out how to survive for a month with, when the change of pay, right? Yeah, yeah. And then because of that, that leap, because of that change, I actually met my business partner now, Ron Cool. And uh, so we were working together in a, a job and found out that our passions were aligned, that our values were aligned, that our favorite things about our job of coaching and helping people and serving people were all aligned. We just needed to go do it for ourselves. Yeah. And so then we started doing some stuff uh, for ourselves, trying to figure out what that was going to be. We started doing different coaching and stuff that was more in person. And ultimately he uh, sent me on a, on a path to go searching what he thought what somebody had told him was called sideways marketing. And he just, he didn't, neither of us understood what it was at all. And he's just like, go searching. And I ended up discovering uh, one funnel away and click funnels. And that was July of 2019. Mm -hmm. And that sent us on a spiral of squirreling around for six plus months before we truly figured out the direction that we wanted to go in the online space, because ultimately, yeah. When we were coaching in person, we were looking at like 10 people max. We were looking at all this, in, you know, time that we could only serve a small group of people. And then, uh, you know, being able to discover the online world, we were like, oh, man, we can do some of this just in scale, people all over the globe, right? Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of 
the, once we discovered the online space and figured out that path, uh, we, we started our own podcast January 1st of 2020. Everybody knows hindsight's 2020, right? So hindsight <laughs> hacking became a thing. Uh, and, and that, uh, through that whole process, we, we discovered so many fun people, amazing uh, relationships have been formed and, and partnerships have been formed. And, and uh, ultimately, we found some gaps in the whole Dream 100 concept. And we found some gaps that if, if we can work with partnerships and we can help people not stress about a Dream 100 concept, uh, buying, I, I can go into a long story about that, but, yeah, you know, Russell Brunson, he spent 10 years trying to get his number one person on his Dream 100, which was Tony Robbins. So he spent 10 years nurturing that relationship. And ultimately, his last purchase to be able to partner with Tony Robbins was a $500,000 domain purchase of mastermind.com. Wow. I don't know about you, I don't have <laughs> 10 years. And I don't have $500,000 that I can just buy because out of the gracious good of my heart, right? Yeah. Uh, so Ron and I came up with our program to help people get visibility uh, with people around that they want to grow to get more traffic and get more sales uh, through our framework that we, we call the OPP. So anybody that knows the 1991 uh, Naughty by Nature song, OPP, <laughs> it's uh, not that, but uh, offers partners and profit uh, go along with our Now My Dream 22 program. That's beautiful, man. You know, the one key thing that I, I just you know, learned from this conversation is that you got to have partners that are in line with your thought process that are in line with, you know, what you're passionate about. Anytime you have a partner, it goes so much faster. You know, there's a, there's a quote, there's a, a physical, um, a physical, what's the word? Uh, I'm just gonna say, so the quote is, uh, or the physical uh, action is, take a bowl, for example, a bowl, you can put a, you could put a, attach a cart to a bowl, and this bowl can pull a weight of 10,000 pounds. But anytime you have two bowls attached, you could put up to 40,000 pounds of weight, and they're able to pull. So anytime you have two people you are immediately four times more productive than you are, you know, as a single person. And if you look at the number 11 or the number one, if you just have one leg, you're just hopping along. But if you have two legs, you're running a lot faster. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's, that's so much powerful. You got to have good partnerships and be able to find those people and connect with those people and have that relationship to then create something out of the mutual you know power i think that is so beautiful and it's a result i mean you've guys created the podcast the media company and all the amazing things that you guys have been doing it's beautiful yeah and and what's funny is so i mean ron and i we work better with teams and so it made it made it easier to like do this together if 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 in December of 2019, you somebody would have said, Corey, go start a podcast. I'd have been like, heck no, like that's, mm -hmm. I can't do that. Uh, and if somebody would ask Ron the same thing, he'd be like, oh, I've, you know, he had a, a, a stepfather pass away. He had, um, you know, we had the holidays, right? Like he wouldn't have been able to do it by himself, but yeah. together we were, right? Yeah. And, and so many entrepreneurs, 
they, A, they try to do it all themselves, right? They try to be, you know, if you're a, uh, by yourself, you're trying to be the, the bookkeeper, you're trying to be the creator, you're trying to be the fulfillment center, right? You're trying to be the sales guy. So it, when you're by yourself, so many entrepreneurs just do it themselves. And sometimes, you know, they don't actually go and find somebody, the right somebody that can help them. And yeah. so we're very big on, we want you to find the right people and we want to help find the right people that so help support entrepreneurs. But at the same time, when you have an actual partnership of things that align, yes, then like you're talking about, you know, it's four times faster because, mm-hmm. uh, so Ron and I have our thing too, but, um, you know, Jim started the, the AnyCast or he started X's and O's and he's like, gosh, we could really do something together, but by himself, he might not be able to do it, exactly. but together, you know, now we have something that we can all do with and hold each other, each other accountable for yeah. and uh, get it, get it out much faster. Right. As you're talking about. So absolutely. Um, and, and it's more fun. It's more fun when you do it. It's so much more fun. Yeah. You, you have that camaraderie, you have that back and forth because no game is enjoyed playing by yourself unless you're playing golf. But then again, if you're playing golf by yourself, then, you know, God bless you. You you're still keeping score against time or keeping score against, you know, how much better you are than somebody else. In any sport, there's always two people. In any activity, you need another person, and that's a human nature too, right? You you can't clap with one hand. It's impossible. Um, the other thing that that you mentioned, you know, people who think they can do it by themselves and call themselves entrepreneurs are and on a very wrong path because they're essentially freelancers. You know, there's there's this terminology of entrepreneur equals hustle is is so wrongly like exaggerated that I can't even imagine. You know, you being an entrepreneur is all about delegation. It's all about using leveraging the team. Right? When I when I started my podcast, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. And I couldn't find the teammates. Uh, eight years ago, I started a podcast with two of my cousins. We lasted about a month. We did four episodes. It was a, it was a hard work. We were all in different location. You know, they were in California. I was in in uh, Colorado at the time, so we had the time zone difference. We had you know the distance, but we really enjoyed when we did produce the podcast. So fast forward 2018, I just finished crushing it and crush it. Uh, books by Gary Vaynerchuk and I was like I'm just gonna do this I'm just gonna document the journey uh, and I'm just gonna do the podcast by myself I had the time I was commuting two hours every day I was like hey I can record my podcast while I'm in a car there's technology available so I pushed myself and did it but what I also ended up doing is I got myself fired because I was spending so much time in doing the podcast episodes doing the editing myself and I was like and I was like, I don't, I don't want to spend money hiring somebody when I can do this by myself. But what I realized later on is that time is something I cannot get back. Yeah. If I can hire somebody else's time, if I can buy somebody else's time, and they can do something for me, they can free up my time, I can do much faster. So I was able to hire somebody to edit the podcast, hire somebody to do the publishing, so basically build a team around me to support the podcast and it's been it's been amazing it's been awesome and it it it's such a 
mind relieving, stress relieving process when you have a team in place. So tell us a little bit about your what's going on. What what is the new program you're launching? I keep forgetting the name of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. But one, I want to circle back on one thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like we at Hindsight Hacking Media, we do a bunch of stuff, but we don't do it ourselves. I mean, no. this, this actual agency is less than a year old, but we already have three people on the team. Nice. Like we do Facebook ads, but I don't do the Facebook ads at all. Neither does Ron. Mm -hmm. We do social media. I don't do any social media for anybody. Neither does Ron, right? Yep. I mess with the, I do all the podcasting and Ron does podcasting because I have fun doing that. So mm -hmm. when we edit podcasts, I'm, those clients, I'm doing that stuff because I enjoy it. Yeah. And, uh, but I, you know, I, as an agency, it's nice to be able to provide someone Facebook ads, but I don't like messing with those. So, uh, you know, we found a who that is part of our team and, and can be in that, uh, that yeah. role. So we can now, like we get a small little sliver of it, you know, in my pocket and Ron's pocket for the Facebook ads and management of it. But at the same time, we can get 50 clients in that, in that realm and get a small sliver of each one. And it, you know, we're, it doesn't affect our time where you're so able well. to scale that much yeah. easily. Yeah. I can't uh, today. I can't get 50 more clients of podcasting because I'm doing it all. And even exactly. though I love it at some point, I'll have to get a who for that. So, um, all right. So the, now my dream 22, uh, basically our whole program is we want to take the guessing game and out of forming a JV partnerships. Uh, so, so first off, um, we're going to help people level up and get rid of this whole dream 100 concept. We, we want you to stop anybody that learns, learns the dream 100, then they, whatever their niche is, they learn who the top person is. And then they're like, that's who I want to do business with or get in front of. And that's, that's the ceiling that that's the frustration. Like that's the fastest way to fail. Right? So we, we teach everybody how to properly, you know, level up with people in the same type of uh, goals as you. Um, so, for me, Russell Brunson is number one on my list. Now, I instead of me going to put him on my list, I'm going to go look and see, you know, 15 levels down, who's somebody that is also following uh, Russell Brunson and who is someone that I could potentially partner with that eventually maybe we'll both get noticed, right? Yeah. So we've got kind of that piece of our, instead of our Dream 100, it's our Dream 22. Um, and then we help people increase their visibility, right? So like when you do your video of any kind on your podcast or just when you're on zoom, right? Like if you have a noticeable difference from any of us, right. Yep. And, and so our whole thing with visibility is we want to get people to have a noticeable difference when they go do things online. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Ron and I, we make fun videos. Um, we may go on a Facebook group and just do an intro, intro video for like two minutes saying who we are, but we have fun with it. And, yeah. and it's not just my background, right? Like it's not just me. It's maybe Ron on a phone and, and me on an iPad and we have a conversation and we tell some jokes, right? Like it's something that gets us notice, noticed. And yeah. so we, we are helping people do something, stuff like that and increase their visibility. And, and, and one quick story on, on the, us using our own framework mm -hmm. is we were in a, a free challenge that Brian Delaney and Nick Unsworth were running and the way we were coming at it and in doing the intro videos, doing our homework through these videos and actually participating, we had people asking us, oh, do you work for other people or do you just work for Brian and Nick? And we're like, 
Well, we don't actually work for Brian and Nick, but thank you for saying so, right? Because <laughs> every single person was noticing us in such a different way. And, you know, you shouldn't always uh, brand yourself when it comes to that, right? Like you're in someone else's Facebook group or challenge or something. So them seeing hindsight hacking media everywhere wasn't necessarily like probably their favorite thing, but yeah. they loved everything we were doing it that they're calling us out left and right for being helpful and thankful and, and participating and all that yeah. fun stuff, right? So yeah, so we help people with their Dream 22, help people get visibility. We do some different trainings on on traffic, and then we walk through a step-by-step process of of a good JV partnership and, and find the ultimate goal is to find a partner. And so let's just say somebody who does Facebook ads and I build funnels you know, that might be a good partnership because I'm going to, you know, be able to use my services and their services together. Right. But if somebody else is building funnels and I'm building funnels, at yeah. the end of the day, like that's not it's a good partner for me to have. It's a, it's a, it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so we walk through everyone from, you know, A is there, what's their offer. We do a business intensive, just make sure that we understand their offer, you know, hands down to, and to make sure it's partner ready. Yeah. Uh, and if it's not, we help them get it partner ready. And then, and we have people from somebody that just sells toffee, uh, somebody that um, just is, is selling, you know, services, coaching, like all kinds of different things that are in the group um, that have got, come through. Like it's, it's really any, any entrepreneur that can sell something online, yeah. as long as they have their offer identified and we can find a good compliment, like that's, you know, those, those who the program is for. Wow, this this has opened up so many ideas in my head. I'm like, wow, that's that's really powerful. I mean, how to find the perfect partner to go with your offer? Because you can't go it alone. Sure, you can. I mean, if you spend a lot of money, but if you have a partner, you got twice the effort. You got twice the people backing it and moving forward. Yeah. And, and part of it, let's just say I came to you today and I'm like, Hey, let's partner on this. And then we have to figure out like, well, who does what, right? Yeah. Like, how is this? Is it a 50, 50 partnership? Like, how are we going to get through? So, right. um, before we go on forward, let me, uh, hold on for a few minutes and I'll be right back. Okay. All right. We're back. We're back. And, um, we left off at, being able to partner with each other and figuring out that 50-50, 40-60, whatever balance that you might have with your partners. I think 50-50 is the most common because it puts everyone equal. It's almost like 100-100, you know, a win-win yeah. situation. So tell us a little tell me a little bit more of, of how somebody can, you know, find a partner or go around you know, what are a few steps that you would take or or look into yeah. Out the, right I mean, the common thing is I, I see what you're doing and then I'm like, Oh, I really like that. I would love to help sell that. And then you tell you what I'm selling and you say, Oh, I could probably help sell that too. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you come through our framework, like the goal is that it's, you know, we don't have to go and create this partnership and then figure out what we're doing. Like, like trying to figure out the steps. Cause there's all these little steps that, and you're like, gosh, that person's working harder than the other person. Like who's yeah. in it. Right. If you believe your offer or service or whatever is better, then you might let the other person do more work to make it happen. And that kind of stuff. We want to eliminate that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so if you have a third party that can help facilitate and nail down those pieces, right. Then you both come at it with, 
I'm going to go put my offer in front of your audience. You're going to put um, your offer in front of my audience. And, you know, whatever is fair to what those offers, right? Like it's the, the person selling toffee. That's a yeah. much different thing. It's a great compliment to a, a coaching offer. And, uh, you know, like Mark Stern and his custom boxes. Just imagine if part of those included this like fresh, awesome made toffee. Um, and so, you know, that she's not going to be a 50, 50 partner with, with a coaching piece that I offer. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, if you don't have to figure out all that stuff, right. If you just come in and you see, uh, basically we have a JV Rolodex that we're building from this yeah. and you see, okay. Uh, mama's toffee that if, if I include that, it's, it's going to be like a 20% thing you know, or 15% thing, like whatever it might be compared to yours. Right. And you don't have to think about all the stuff. You just have mm-hmm. to show up and present your offer and she shows up and presents her offer and it's a win-win, right? Like so yeah. much more than trying to figure out every little detail. It's almost like barter. It's almost yeah. like barter trading, right? Then, but, but from a perspective of offers and per- perspective of services and perspective of what's more scalable, you know, versus what's not as much scalable, like our time is not as scalable as, um, I guess, I guess cooking cookies and, and, and toffee right. or whatnot. Right. Right. Exactly. So there's, there's a lot of fun things that you, you wouldn't always think about how to partner with somebody. And so often many people are afraid of the partnership. And so again, if there's a third party involved, yeah, you know, there's, it's, it's not as, as challenging to find that partner. Um, when it's just you, like, you know, just if you met me on X's and O's and you're like, Corey, I like what you do. Let's partner up. Right. Like then we, you and I together would have to figure out every little detail. So anyway, so Ron and I, with our now my dream 22, we're trying to eliminate all those little things. You know, we have our step-by-step process, including like, Hey, a week before you go live to announce this offer, here's a little script of what to post Mm -hmm. on your social media. Right. Two weeks after you've presented your offer, here's a little email to send to your list of, you know what I mean? And we're, we kind of have some of these things uh, done for you to help every single partnership uh, be successful. Nice. It's it's almost like the pre-show. So you have a trailer before the movie comes out. Then you have trailers and trailers. You have multiple different trailers from the different parts of the movie, right? And then you have the actual movie, which is the live show or the event that you or the offer that you're launching. And then after the fact, you have a follow up, like, "Hey, what did you think of the offer? Here's a replay. Here's yeah. a, here's what other people that are joined are thinking about doing." And and you have so all sorts of things that back that offer up. So to and get the people. Verify. Like, let's just say 10 people joined mm-hmm. and you're, and you go find all the little wins that all those 10 people had yeah. and you include it in your post offer, right? It's almost like a repitch, yes. right? Give yes. it one more chance to make another, another offer, um, or put that same offer out in front of the audiences. No, the thing that I think that's really powerful. And, and I came, I, so I came at this from a very different perspective, you know, um, I've been involved in social media for the past, you know, 15 years. We all have, right? Using Facebook, Twitter, uh, what have you. And for the longest time, I, I just used it as a tool to connect. But somewhere in the middle, Facebook figured out how they could leverage the platform to build other things into it. And like, even now, I'm I'm still struggling to create my own offer. And I mean, if 
I've kind of created the offer for one thing and, and it's it's a lot of work. It's it's a lot of different type of mentality that that I didn't grow up with, you know. Um, f- for the longest time, I thought that I was a really bad salesperson because I I took a job 15 years ago where I was doing cold calls trying to sell people used laptops, right? I had no experience in, in selling laptops, although I did like technology. So I was like, maybe I could sell it, right? Yeah. And so anyways, I got I got uh, discouraged from sales, you know, got fired three months later because I was meeting my quota and there was no training whatsoever of, of how you're supposed to sell. And and then over over the few years, you know, I've also got involved with MLM, you know, multi-level marketing, selling knives and selling internet access and selling like, you know, two by two internet and um, there was Quickstar, there was Amway, there was like so many different products, but it all involved sales. It's all involved creating relationships. Nobody really taught you what it takes to be a salesperson or what it takes to create that connection. But as I've been doing the podcast over the you know past three years, I start to see the pattern. I start to see what it's all about. People are not buying a product because of the product they're buying because you like they like who you are and i think it's taken me a long time to figure out who i am and and how i can leverage that so it's been it's been pretty an amazing journey so myself i would 100 percent agree that you know let me back up it's easy to sell when you know who exactly you want to sell to Mm -hmm. And, and once you know who you, once you spend the right time out and figure out, figuring out who you want to sell to, then you can figure out how, right. Yeah. And so just selling random laptops is, it would be difficult, mm-hmm. but if you're like, oh my gosh, I have a MacBook pro, it's a 2020 and I love it because I use it every day, right? Like it's going to be easy to sell that MacBook pro, Yes. but just laptops in general is tough. Right. And and I sound the same way. I have mm-hmm. a really hard time with sales in general. Yeah. Uh, but once coming online and learning all this stuff, like, oh, okay, I don't really have to sell if, if I understand exactly who I want to serve and how I want to serve them. And honestly, like Ron and I spent three months trying to figure out exactly who we wanted to serve. Yeah. Um, and, and then it became almost easy to figure out how we want to serve them. And yeah. And it, it, you know, us coming out of the one funnel away challenge, you know, we kind of had our offer figured out, but then we scrolled and didn't know exactly how or who we wanted to serve with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, that all these gaps that we found and, and, you know, from the partnership level, because we enjoy teams and working with people. Um, so of course it was easy to, it's easy to sell that because we, we love it. Right. We found the gaps in the dream 100 piece. So, you know, we wanted to, we want to not have people, you know, have those gaps. So we want to, we, you know, once we figured out all this stuff, it became easy to to talk about it. And if somebody doesn't want it, it doesn't matter. It's not for them. And and even the MLM piece, uh, Mm -hmm. like I'm not currently, I've dabbled in some MLM and had some decent success, but, um, 
I want to do like I enjoy the prove it uh, the, the drinks right mm -hmm. so um, so part of me like because I enjoy it because I I like the way I feel with it because I've had the samples and and stuff like that a couple different time times I now would be happy to sell it I haven't joined or anything like that but another yeah. piece of that is I know Russell Brunson is involved mm -hmm. so he's on my dream 100 well if I if I can agree with the product and sell the product and get benefit from the product. And then if I sell some awesome, if I don't, it's not a big deal, but eventually it leads to the full path of, of everything else I'm trying to do. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You, you've got to have to go through the transformation yourself to be able to, like, you have to see the results yourself to be able to sell that product. Right. Yeah. The reason we, 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 can easily talk about a MacBook Pro or talk about an iPhone is because we've used these devices for the past decade. We can easily sell anybody on it because of all the benefits that we see. And right. I think that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the benefits. They're looking for that transformation and how easy their life is going to be if they were to be using these tools and these devices and these offers. And, and you and I are emotionally connected to yes. it, right? So we can sell anybody on the emotional side of it. Can we, I'm not sure I can sell someone logically yeah. that why they better buy a MacBook pro versus uh, an HP that's mm -hmm. $2,000 cheaper. Yeah. But emotionally I can sell you all day long because I've been using it for 10 plus years. Right? Exactly. That was awesome, man. I love it. So closing the gaps, fixing the gaps, helping people find partnerships and building themselves up so they can get to their next level to their next phase because it's i think what's really important is as we go on our journey we grow out like we are essentially a different person once we go through the transformation yeah. there's something called the butterfly talk right so you are either a caterpillar or you're either a butterfly the time in the middle where you're in the cocoon is when you're figuring in all of these things out and you spent the three months you yourself and Ron you're in the cocoon where you're building these systems and you're coming up and then finally when you realize that you're you have transformed and now you're a butterfly but then from that butterfly effect you know you're continuing to grow and you're going from different area to different area and what you started with is no longer going to get you to that next step you have to get off on one bus and get on a different bus find new set of people to work with to learn with to grow with and i think that's what's amazing when you are able to work with partnerships after partnerships and after partnerships i mean tony robbins he's I, I remember following him for the past 20 years on all the things that he's been teaching and it's just so mind-blowing I remember him you know it was he was all around infomercial because what that's what he grew with then I remember watching him online and he was working with Frank Kern the, one of the you know uh, original internet marketers he was working with him creating courses and, and teaching people and then he's now working with Russell Brunson and he's working with Gary Vaynerchuk. He's working with Dean Graziosi. You know, he's working with all these different people because there's so many alignments. So you grow 
and you just continue to grow and find new people to work with and partnership with. So what you're doing with with um, my dream twenty two or the now <laughs> now my dream twenty two now my dream twenty two yes. is amazing because you're helping people find those gaps, fill them up, and find the perfect partner to make get to their next level. Just beautiful. Yeah, and then even if you only have an audience of a hundred people, right? Like it's all about leveling up, and so. If you and I both have an audience of 100 people and we partner up, now we both have an audience of 200. 200, yep, you double up already. So Beautiful. Cool, Matt. So let me ask you a few questions that I usually ask my guests at this point. We had, you know, we learned a little bit about you, a little bit about how you got started into podcasting, into creating media systems and creating solutions for other entrepreneurs. It's a beautiful journey that you're going through. and there's a lot more there's there's a lot more to learn and and we're all learning together yeah. so at this point of the podcast i like to ask some questions that deal with the hacks and hobbies of life yeah this is my, my i'm excited for these ones <laughs> all right for. let's do this what is the one hobby that you wish you got into um one thing that i truly truly love and I got into it for a little bit, but I am not the best. And that is actually mountain biking. Mm. And unfortunately I was a little bit of a daredevil. And so I would go and I would come back broken. I would come back with a I've broken more, I've broken two different helmets. Oh my God. And you know, those helmets aren't supposed to necessarily break. <laughs> I was wearing them, um, you know, scrapes and bruises and bumps and, you know, just too much uh, injury. And mm -hmm. so my wife kind of put a stop to that. And, uh, <laughs> no more. Like I love biking. Um, it, you know, literally I wish I could bike every single day and I mm -hmm. would be happy guy. Nice. Yeah. Biking is really, really powerful, especially if you do it right. And um, mountain biking is so thrilling, especially if you're doing downhill and if you have, you're able to go to those trails. So yeah. much fun. Yeah. And, uh, like Moab, Utah is my absolutely favorite place. <laughs> and that's where I almost broke myself a couple of times, but uh, I was doing a nice single track and mm -hmm. ended up falling. And then I was like on this cliff area. It was a, like, thank goodness my bike got caught. Yeah. I, was in, I was clipped in and my bike got caught by a tree, like six feet down from the trail. Cause I'd oh fell. God. And uh, like, thank goodness. Cause that would have been, uh, a much different experience I, if if I would have missed that tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, that's insane, man. We've had some stories with my with my teammates where they, you know, they've been in bike races and they broke a clavicle and they came back the next year. And like one of my teammates, he's already ridden six thousand miles this year, that's and amazing. his goal is like fifteen thousand miles. And I'm like, holy smokes, how are you able to do that? That's just insane. Um. I've been biking. I've been biking for like as long as I can remember, and for the longest time, I wanted to get a mountain bike. And then ten years later, I finally bought a mountain bike, and it was it was it was a heavy one, but um, it's just a ton of fun. Like the thrill that you get. Um, I I stick to road now. I just do road biking nowadays because um, I can go a lot faster and it's much more easier on my joints. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I got a road bike recently, but I've never really taken the time to enjoy it. Like I, like I've done leisure rides and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I coach my son's baseball team, and he's been yeah. playing competitive for seven years. And so I got the bike like three years ago, and nice. all the time I was basically dedicating to his stuff. And so hopefully in the near future I can. In the near future, yeah. You also got to find a team. Again, that team, right? You got to have a team or a group of people that are also riding in your neighborhood or, you know, close by to you. I think that really helps. When I was in Denver for a while, um, I would see, I, I was working at the Dish Network down there and there was a, there's a big loop called the Meridian Loop. It's about a mile and a half, I think. And every day I would leave work and I would see 50, at least 20 to 30 cyclists going round and round on those circles. I was like, oh my God, I wish I was part of that bike ride. I want to be part of that group. Yes, Yes, you know, it would be so cool. But long story short, it's it's a fun sport. Yeah. And talking about cycling, it's it's probably, not probably, it's one of the most back-ordered things right now, especially thanks to COVID. Um, local bike shops have seen the best years ever. <laughs> Our local bike shop has over 600 bikes back ordered. They've never seen this much, you know, this much um, attention to cycling uh, in their entire 20 years of having the shop around. It's so crazy that in DC um, there's a local trail called WNOD, which is a paved path. They're breaking it out to pedestrians and cycling specific routes, which is going to be really cool for all the new people that are going to be riding. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, healthier, right? Than any than you than just driving or whatever. And so, absolutely, you know, I'm I'm glad many people took took the offer took the chance to better themselves through yes. through this uh, time that's the craziest year that we've at least i've been a part of and uh yeah definitely you know my next thing is i'm getting a bike for my office like nice. i've got a space uh to to my left that is open that mm-hmm. is going to be for my indoor training bike so nice. that's my my purchase i hope to make this month actually awesome um, what I've done actually is I've got a uh, indoor trainer. I can raise my desk up and s- slide my cycle, my road bike under here, and nice. I can bike as I'm working. So that's been a lot of fun. Nice. I got my desk raised up right now, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a bike for it. I just want, I want like a, uh, I you know I thought about one of those ones underneath the desk, but I'm gonna go for the full like you know one with not the peloton but something like that something like that okay i don't cool. want to spend twenty five hundred dollars but we'll get some yeah yeah exactly all right next question what did you want to be when you were a child um uh, some kind of athlete baseball football those are my favorite um yeah that's really it i never wanted to really work uh but then <laughs> once i could work I worked too much, uh, you know, I was 16 years old working mm-hmm. full time and going to school and, um, and I always enjoyed it and I always did it well, whatever it was, but, but yeah, I never outside of like playing football, playing baseball, um, you know, there's no real profession that I mm-hmm. ever dreamed about doing. Nice. 
All right, next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Uh, the Matrix is my favorite nice. movie for sure. Um, I love that movie. I saw that probably a dozen times in the theater when it first came out. Uh, I still watch it. If yes. it's, it shows up, I'll still watch it. I, I even like the sequels. I know they're not as good, but and not as many people like them, but I still like the sequels. So no, the sequels were pretty good, man. I, th I think they did put a lot of effort and and the twins, the, the fight with the twins and, and how they could, you know, just phase out and be inside a car. I think that was pretty cool. The car chases, all the fights, scenes in the yeah. sequels was really powerful. Yeah. And then, but Chuck, did you ever, have you ever seen Chuck? Did you ever watch that TV show? Yes. Yes. I have seen some of Chuck. Mm -hmm. That was, that's my favorite. And it's, it's my, like my wife is, you know, in her top three as well. So it's a show that I've got to enjoy, you know, with her and we've watched nice. it from start to finish more than once. And, wow. uh, you know, it's got the right amount of comedy and action and just, you know, silliness that, um, that, yeah, that's, I love it too, because, you know, I've been able to enjoy it with her. So nice. Yeah. My wife watched Chuck religiously, but I never got into it because, uh, I, got left behind, I guess. I was more into Seinfeld at that time, maybe. I can't remember when it started, so I might have to go back and watch some Chuck. And, and the actor and what's, what's he, what he's able to do, what he's been able to do with the, with the Shazam movie, I think yeah. he's done some really awesome work. And, and he's just giddy about, you know, just getting that role and being able to, you know, do such an amazing job. Awesome. Yep. That's a good one. I love that show. It was when, uh, just thinking about it, like, you know, it brings a smile. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Next one. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've never been interested in being an actor. So, um, <laughs> not being an actor, but a character, a character. So imagine, being able to play Shazam or being that being that character or, or being Iron Man or, you know, something right. like that. All right. Well, uh, yeah, crazy. That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, well, I, let's just stick with the matrix then. Let me, let me just play Neo and I'll, I'll yes, yeah. absolutely. Best answer ever. Yeah. <laughs> Be Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, the, one of the coolest part about the, the matrix was was how he grew as a person like in every movie you see the character hero arc right how they grow i think that's my favorite part because it almost feels like we're as entrepreneurs ever growing to struggle through struggle to struggle so seeing that they started from there and ending over here and seeing what we're doing with with what you know what we come up with what what our passionate about i think it it just lines up so perfectly in that we just have to keep going to see that success yeah you know it's 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 funny here and like re anybody that's read expert secrets uh, from russell brunson the mm -hmm. heroes two two journeys right and and so movies just follow that script all the time yeah. right like you see the the one path that a that neo or someone is going on but then the stuff that you don't expect is that other path that happens and the growth that you 
are talking about. You yeah. Know, you just, you want him to achieve the result that they set out and win, but then all the other stuff that happens underneath is pretty cool. And for sure, 100%, I agree with you. Like being an entrepreneur, if, if, if we're not going through these two journeys, most likely we're not growing and we're, yeah. Company, our business is not growing either. Exactly. Very well said. Very well said. All right. Last question. I don't know if you're ready for this, <laughs> but if you were a board game, what would it be? I was a board game. Hmm. Does it have to be a board game? Can it be a, another game? No, it has to be a board game. <laughs> it has to be a board game. Gosh. Okay. Um, growing up, one of my favorite board games was Stratego. Hmm. And I liked the, um, gosh, it, you know, it's been 30 years since I played that, but, uh, but I liked the, uh, ability to, it, it's not a politics, politics, but left and right. Right. Like you're, you got to strategize to, to be able to conquer the, the area. And, um, you know, it wasn't as simple or black and white as, as some, some other games. And, yeah. um, but that was one of my favorite games for sure. And, uh, you know, I, Nowadays, don't play too many board games. I play more like card games and Phase Ten. Like that's my favorite family go-to game. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with that one. But I might play it with my parents and my kids and and my my sister and uh, you know we we can get anybody around the table and 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 play the play Phase Ten. I'm I'm happy and uh, nice. Everybody has a little fun. So fantastic! I'll have to check out that card game Phase Ten. Um, Strategico sounds like a really cool game, and and if you're very strategy oriented, check out Strategio. Stratego. <laughs> I don't even know how to say. It. I don't even know if they still make it, but yeah, they probably do. I mean, there's there's about um, a few thousand new board games coming out every month. It's just it's the same as books because you know uh, people what people find different ways to be creative, different ways to get a message across. We even found a board game that was all around soccer. Like you can play soccer on a board game. Like nice. it's mind blowing. Like you're rolling a dice to see how far you've kicked the ball. It's amazing. Nice. Fantastic. Well, Corey, this was a ton of fun talking with you here on Hacks and Hobbies. Where can my audience find you and where can they learn more about what you're doing and what's happening? Yeah, uh, well, definitely on the social media platforms, uh, you can find me. It's Corey E, so C-O-R-Y-E 22 on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I've got a Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. Uh, and then, of course, now my dream 22.com um, will those are probably the easiest and, and best way to, to connect or find me right now. Fantastic. But thank you again, Corey. We'll be sure to include the links to your locations. Thanks so much again. Have an awesome day. You too. It's been a blast and a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yep, absolutely. We'll talk soon. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You can find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 